monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to a very special Halloween bonus edition of the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G, and joining me, as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good. How are you? My, Real good. We're back already. You came in real slow there. I got a lot on my plate, man. Stuff's happening, things to do. I see. Watching the levels, making sure we're not peeking. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, so you just had an episode from us like four days ago or five days ago, and now we're back, back in a New York groove for a special Halloween edition. And for and my first showing of... Yeah, we watched Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, I'd never seen it before. Which is why we watched it, because we were talking about it one morning, and somehow I, that's when I discovered that you had never seen it, and I felt like I had failed you. That's my life partner. We'd been together so long, and I'd never shown you Beetlejuice. I just assumed everyone had seen Beetlejuice. No. I think we started watching it once a long time ago and probably just made out So we were teenagers. No, I think we had it on at a, another Halloween party. And then we made out. No, no. Joey, we don't make out in front of people. Do you want to make out right now on the podcast? Ew, <laughs> so gross. I'd rather make out with the dog. It sounds the same. It does. That's why I said it. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, so we watched Beetlejuice. And you'd never seen this. We watched Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton. Who? Wait, what are, what, are you, what are Joey's thoughts about Tim Burton? I've they, never they, heard they them before. They have evolved a lot over the years. I used to often bring them up, but my, my thoughts on Tim Burton have evolved. I went from really liking Tim Burton to really disliking Tim Burton to now I, I do really like Tim Burton most of the time, but then sometimes he just makes some utter shite. But the stuff that is that's good is very good. Yeah, I agree. You know, like Beetlejuice is great. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is great. I've never seen that the one. The Batman movies are pretty good. Oh, yeah. I love the Batman movies. Mars Attacks is awesome. I kind of forgot he did the Batman movies. Ed Wood is one of the best movies ever made. I wonder if you watch Ed Wood again. I saw it in high school, and I thought it was really boring and long think, and weird. And now I know more about Ed Wood. I know about yeah. the whole culture around Ed Wood. We should do an episode. Stop interrupting But I'm going to say something interesting okay. and give you a good idea. We, we should do an episode where we watch Ed Wood and Plan 9 from Outer Space. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew you'd like that idea. You're smiling at me. Want to make out? Oh my gosh, Joey, stop it. You don't do that anymore. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, but then, you know, to counter that, Tim Burton also made things like Big Fish and the remake of Planet of the Apes, which are dog shit. Oh, and the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which was dog shit. That one was okay. No, it was not. The only good part of that movie was Christopher Lee. I'm allowed to have a different opinion than you. You're allowed you. to have it. I'm allowed to disagree with you as well. It's it's a it's a terrible movie. What about Edward Scissorhands? I uh, I think I came to Edward Scissorhands too late. Maybe if I watched it again now, I'd like it better. But when I first saw it, I was just like, ugh, I don't want to watch a Malgoth the movie. Like I was just like bored out of my mind. But I think that I'd probably like it better now because it's sort of like a fairy tale. And Vincent Price is in it. You know? I went on Winona Ryder again. I, you like Winona Ryder a lot more than I do. I think she's fine. <laughs> You're a big Stranger Things fan, is what I I'm am. getting at. She's very good in that, too. 
She's good always. She's also Spock's mom in She's the Bad Star Trek in movies. She's also in Mr. Deeds. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think I first saw her. Really? No, probably Edward Scissorhands. I Wasn't can't... she in Girl Interrupted? Or is that mm. somebody else? I think that's somebody else. I know Angelina Jolie else. is in that yeah. movie. Yeah, that's Brittany Murphy and Angelina Jolie. I didn't know Brittany Murphy was in that. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. All right. Uh, isn't Queen Latifah also in that? Maybe you're thinking of Queen Latifah. I, th- I don't think you're right on that one. I think she's in it, though, isn't she? Angelina Jolie. No, Winona Ryder. I knew I wasn't crazy. She's on the box. She's the main character. Yeah, Winona Ryder is the main oh, character of Girl Interrupted. Brittany Murphy kills herself in she it. She is in it, though. You are right. She hangs herself. And it wasn't um, Queen Latifah I was thinking of. I was thinking of Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. There's another movie, then, that Queen Latifah plays a character... Big Mama, Chicago. The, first of all, you're talking. Oh, she did. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Big Mama's house. I'm like, that's Martin Lawrence. No, she's Mama. <laughs> she is Mama in Chicago. That's yeah. right. But I wasn't thinking of Chicago. That you're thinking of Chicago. I, I think we've think gone really far off topic here. Well, as long as we're off it, just give me a second. I'm going to look up Queen Latifah's IMDb page. All right. Well, while you're doing that, here's the trailer, folks. Oh right, yeah, I got to do that. Hang on. From the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Adam and Barbara are... Ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah, you don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house? I want to get somebody out of your house. (laughs) But the fun has just begun. It's showtime. Learn to throw your voice for your friend's fun party. Not bad. This is amazing. Want a cigarette? Oh, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, here I come, baby. He's guaranteed to put some life... Attention, King Workshoppers. ...in your afterlife. Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. So that was Beetlejuice, and it turns out that I wasn't, I was wrong. I was thinking of Whoopi Goldberg, but in my mind, I had replaced her with Queen Latifah. I wonder how other Whoopi Goldberg movies would fare if you did that. Like Jumpin' Jack Flash. Wasn't she in The Nun? Sister Act, yeah. Sister Act, yeah. They should remake Sister Act with Queen Latifah. Brilliant. That would work. Anyway, we watched Beetlejuice. (laughs) Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is great. So... For the four of you who haven't seen Beetlejuice, the basic plot is Barbara and Adam, played by the great Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin is skinny. He's young and handsome. It is very, very weird to see him skinny. Well, it's been 30 years, but but yes. Not everyone just gets fat when they're old. That's not what happens. And all it takes is most. I don't think most people do. I was thinner 30 years ago. No, you were not. 30 years ago? (laughs) You were born this way. Harry, everything. Didn't All right, know? settle down, Lady Gaga. So anyway, Adam Baldwin, Adam Baldwin, fuck, Adam, but played by Baldwin uh, and Barbara, uh, move into an idyllic 
home in the country, uh, and then they die in a car accident, and they are now haunting said home, and they have to haunt it for a hundred years before they can move on to the afterlife. Uh, and the house is sold to the Dietz family, uh, played by Catherine O'Hara, who played Delia, and she was fantastic. And uh, Jeffrey Jones as Charles, and we, uh, he was also in Deadwood. And, and he was the bad guy in Howard the Duck. And the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. And we and then Because, you know, I might as well do the same thing I always do whenever we talk about Jeffrey Jones. Uh, he also has a felony charge for soliciting a 14-year-old boy to pose for nude photographs. So, oh, boy. Yeah, he had some legal troubles in 2003, and since then he was in Deadwood. Isn't it weird that, like, after that, he was actually in stuff? Yeah, He was in Deadwood, really like, weird. right after that. I don't like that. And then he did one other... I think he did a couple movies after that. I don't like that. He didn't work much after that, no. Very few people seem to want to hire him anymore. I wonder Go why. Figure. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a more... But, I mean, being a, a scumbag aside, he was good in the movie. <laughs> He's pretty funny in the movie. But, yeah. Yeah, so just, you know... Shrug. People, st- I see, still see Woody Allen movies. I, you know, I, I watched this thing. Oh, sorry, that's my phone. Um, so unprofessional. Sorry. Um, that says like everyone has to draw their own line, mm-hmm. their own personal lines, and of comfort with. Because everyone in Hollywood is shitty, so. Yeah. I mean, and I think you'll find that most people's lines move depending on who the person is, because like, some people would won't watch. Tom Cruise movies, but I'll watch Tom Cruise movies because he's super cool in the movie. So it's like if it was somebody I already didn't like, then yeah. I'd be like now I have an excuse to not watch it. Whereas like I tend to like Woody Allen movies, so I kind of have to go, womp womp. I'm gonna watch this movie. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, and of course, Winona Ryder as Lydia. Yeah, you said she was 16 when she played this part. I think I said she was 17. Yeah, she's pretty young. I guess I could do the math again. It's okay, you don't need to. She was 17. I did uh, it really quickly. I, I was right then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, no, you said 16 first, and then I corrected you. I thought... How are you right? Oh, I thought you I said wrong. 17. No! <laughs> I said no, I think I said 17. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I, uh, the so Adam and Barbara decide to try and haunt this new family to get them to leave the house. Uh, but they, so do they, it in, house back. they do it in really cute ways. Yeah, they're not very good at it yet. So then they... Find out about Beetlejuice, Who's but he's a bio exorcist. He's advertised as a different spelling, so they think it's vital. Well, that's Geist? the correct. Well, that's Beetle actually Geist? how you spell the star. There's an actual like star oh. called uh, Betel, but it's actually pronounced Betelgeuse, I believe. Oh. I've heard it Betelgeist, and they say it Betelgeist, but yeah, it's it's Beetlejuice. So they see an advertisement for Betelgeist or yeah. Betelgeist. I don't know how they say it in the movie. They say Betelgeist. But then they yeah, and that you say, say his name three times to bring him, but they don't know how to actually say his name. Right, so which they is kind of funny. And ultimately, yeah. you know, they're trying to scare the people out of the house. They make friends with Lydia. Uh, and then, uh, you know, eventually Lydia's parents discover the ghosts as well and think they can turn a buck off of them by exhibiting them to their rich friends and turning their whole town into like an amusement park. 
Uh, and ultimately, because they have to uh, recruit Beetlejuice. Sorry, to what's help the stepmom's name again? Delia. Delia, because she's already kind of wacko with her weird sculptures. She's very funny. That she's like yelling at people to move here and there. And yeah, she's like, like she's not happy that they've been have that they've had to move up from the country. They're like New York socialite people, but uh, Charles has had um, like a nervous breakdown and he needs calm and he needs quiet, so he makes the move to the country. Into and this then house. she decides to gut the house. She doesn't like the yeah. country way so she gets the house and is doing all this stuff to it and all these construction people are there and charles is just just trying to relax there's like three scenes of him just trying to relax when something will happen or something will crash through the window and he like he'll see a bird eating another thing yeah those parts were really funny so yeah so you'd never seen it before you probably like were aware of it because it's a fairly big thing in yeah and culture. i think i saw the cartoon when i was younger i too, loved the bit. cartoon when i was younger yeah you said that you were disappointed by the movie when you were little when i first saw the movie i was i didn't like it that much because beetlejuice isn't actually in it very much it's not and about you know beetlejuice what? i can see why you would be because michael keaton oh he's fantastic he's just like at his best playing beetlejuice he's so good at this every movie. scene with him so was a plus yeah. Like, as an adult watching it, he's in it the right amount. Like, the story is interesting. The characters are good. The character Beetlejuice is kind of a dirtbag, and he could, you know, he get tired of him pretty quickly if he was in it too much. So the amount that he's in it is actually really good. So every scene he's there is really funny. But you also like the other characters in the plot of the movie. Yeah. But as a kid, like, I had only seen the cartoon where Beetlejuice and Lydia are best friends, and he's the main character, and I had played the NES game which is not good. I didn't know there was an NES game. There have been three Beetlejuice video games. Are you looking it up again? I was going to tell you what they were. Yeah, there was Beetlejuice, which was a uh, MS-DOS game in 1990. There was Beetlejuice for the NES, developed by Rare, who you would know because they would go on to do the Donkey Kong Country games. Oh, I love those. And now they're owned by Microsoft. And there was um, another one uh, for the Game Boy that was based on the animated series. And apparently there was a, a Beetlejuice themed pack for that Lego Dimensions thing. Actually, I'll say one of my favorite parts of the movie. So at the beginning, you find out that Adam and Barb have been kind of trying to have kids, but can't. Right. And then um, Lydia comes around, and Barb develops this really special relationship yeah, they kind of with have Lydia. Like a surrogate family Almost situation. like a because she doesn't have that with. I keep with Delia. Her, her name, Delia. Yeah. She doesn't have that with Delia at all. Delia's not a particularly matronly or like warm. They just don't person. see eye They're to eye. They're completely different. Yeah, I like the oh, though that like Delia and Charles aren't really the bad guys. They're they're dumb. Like, they're ridiculous, and, like, they're, they're kind of sleazy because they want to exploit something, but they ultimately they aren't that bad, and once they realize that the thing that they were doing was a mistake, because we're not going to spoil it, even though we spoil everything on this podcast, but a thing happens that jeopardizes the existence of Adam of uh, Adam and Barbara. No. Well, yes. I would say that Beetlejuice is the real bad guy. Yeah, if anyone, if anyone is a villain in this movie, it's Beetlejuice. Yeah. But he's, like, the best kind of villain. <laughs> he just wants to be, like, free out in the world... And in order to do so, he has to marry a mortal. So he's trying to get Lydia, Lydia to marry him. Yeah. And it's very amusing. This movie won an Oscar. Did you know that? For, for what? We'll see if you had a guess. What would you think it would be for? For, um, like, was, I don't know the categories. Costumes? That would, that's a very good guess. It won for set makeup. Design? It won makeup. for makeup. Okay. It should also win for set design, in my opinion. Yeah, because, set design, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, because it's got this, like, real cool, like, German expressionist cinema vibe. The whole house is vibe. so yeah. weird. And, like, especially when they're in, like, the other dimension, the, the world of the dead, everything looks like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It's really, really neat. And you know what I thought? Because when, sorry, when did this movie come out? 88. You already said. Did you already say that? 
Probably. I don't listen I see a lot of on stuff. this podcast. But um, it was all kind of cremation, stop motion Which for the special so And it still holds up. It still looks good. I loved it. Yeah, I honestly think that stop motion animation holds up better than most special effects. Like, you can tell it's stop motion animation, but it looks tangible. It looks physical. It looks like it exists. Yeah, and like you early know? CGI, you can totally, t- totally oh, dates yeah. it. Modern CGI, you can tell, it looks terrible, I think. I disagree. It, like, it can be used well. If they use it to supplement sparingly. physical stuff, then it looks good. Yeah. But if it's pure, like, you look at Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park movie. The dinosaurs look fantastic because they're animatronics that are supplemented with CGI to make them look smoother. Realer. Yeah, to make the movement And then you smoother. look at Jurassic World, and the dinosaurs look like shit. It looks like an Xbox mm-hmm. cutscene because they're 100% CGI and they suck. I would say that the newest one looks better than the last one. I didn't see it because I hated the last one. I know you did. These dinosaurs. It so what much. other? What else could you want from a movie? I don't know. Coherence. Uh, people who are actually funny instead of just Chris Pratt, who just is conv- has somehow convinced America that he's hilarious. He's very pretty. He's cute, and so is Bryce Dallas Howard. He's very pretty. But it's a bad movie. I really hated that movie. And but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Beetlejuice. Can I tell you my favorite part about Beetlejuice? Please do. So when Lydia is being forced to marry mm-hmm. Big Beetlejuice, like the wedding ceremony. Yeah, and everyone's trying to stop it, trying to save her. And um, Barb gets sent to the other dimension while she's trying to save Lydia. Right. And then um, she comes, right at the last minute, she comes riding in on that on worm, sandworm. sandworm. And the sandworm eats Beetlejuice. And I love the fact, and it's, I feel like it's ahead of its time for this this fact that a woman saved a woman. Yeah, and nobody saves Barbara. Like, she's trapped in the desert. And, like, in any other movie, you'd think, well, Adam, Al, Al, Adam fuck, Alec Baldwin's going to somehow save her or something. But no, she just, like, off screen conquers the sandworm and yeah. then rides it through the door. Yeah, it's I rad. loved that. And I, I thought that when she, got, when she got sent to the other dimension, that someone else, Adam, was going to save her. Right. Because a, a movie from this era, Men always saved women. Always. Yeah, that's true. And, and to this day, in a lot of movies still. I think movies are trying. Now. Some of them. Yeah. But I just really love that, that a woman mm-hmm. saved a woman. And it's Gina Davis, who is awesome. Yeah. I've loved Gina Davis for a long time. I can see why. She's great. Yeah. And she's pretty. I thought she was... Remember, who did I think... I thought she was um, from Kill Bill. Oh, you thought it was Daryl Hannah. Yeah, she looks similar I, to Daryl, like I an early, early Daryl Dar- yeah, Hannah, bit. not Kill Bill, but like earlier. Thank you. Kill Bill wasn't that long. I mean, it was like 15 years later. I know, but I think I still, saw yeah. Daryl Hannah a long time ago where she wasn't quite as Because thin, she was in Splash. And so she she looked older in Did Kill Bill to me. No. She plays a mermaid who Ooh. becomes a person. It's basically the exact same plot Little as... Little Mermaid. Well, it's, it's Tom Hanks and then it's there's... Little Mermaid. I mean, kind of. Like, she becomes a, a human and they fall in love. And then Ursula comes and... Well, no, that doesn't happen. I don't remember. Maybe it does. I haven't seen Splash in a long time. It's the same plot as Mannequin. (laughs) Only instead of a mermaid and mannequin, it's a mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. And it's kind of like the plot of Big, only instead of a mermaid, it's a little boy. (laughs) Who becomes a big boy. Oh my god. And has sex with a lady. And that's a scene that we never seem to... No one wants to talk about it. Okay, I've never seen Big. Nobody wants... Well, I mean, he's an adult in the scene in Big where he sleeps with the woman, but he's still a 12-year-old boy. But she doesn't know it. It's like 13 going on 30, but there was nothing icky in that, if I, I don't think. Was there? No. Was there icky stuff in that? No. Yeah, but nobody wants to talk about the scene in Big. Everyone I... wants to talk about dancing on the, on the piano, but no one wants to talk about statutory rape. I don't. Time's up. 
Time's up. Hashtag Did you have big. a favorite part in Beetlejuice? Um, there's a couple. I really like the scene when they first go to the model town to talk to Beetlejuice, and he's trying to convince them to hire him, and then they leave. Uh, and he says, nice fucking model, and then grabs his crotch and it honks. And ever since I was a kid, I thought that was really funny. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love Nice fucking model! <laughs> That's pretty good. I like the scene where they're talking to their caseworker, and she has, like, the dead uh, football team. Oh, who yeah. Who's calling her coach and <laughs> doesn't understand. Hey, coach, I don't think we survived that crash. <laughs> that part I really like. Because what did she say? Her response was funny to well, that. It's something like... You don't say, or something like, like that. Like, what it's, gave it away? Yeah, what gave it away? That's what it was. After she's told the LinkedIn, I'm not your coach. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a cliche, but I love the Deo dinner party scene where <clears throat> they make the Charles and Delia and their dinner party friends sing um, a Harry Belafonte song and dance. Yeah, that's pretty famous. And then, like, scene. the hands shoot out of their food and pull them in, out of the shrimp, the prawn cocktails turn yeah. into, like, fingers. And then I also really just like the whole uh, wedding scene, like, climax where Beetlejuice it's showtime attention Kmart shoppers and he comes out of the table with the thing spinning on his head like that whole scene at the end full of all the crazy effects and that whole scene is really really fun but I think my actual favorite thing about this movie other than Michael Keaton is the Danny Elfman score Danny Elfman is is so good he is this is one of if not his best score I think it is so good it gets stuck in my head all of the time I listen to it a lot Really? Yeah. I, I should put it on more. Because I put on Nightmare music. Before Christmas all also the time. Also very good. But the Beetlejuice score is just... That main theme from Beetlejuice is the most catchy melody ever. I wish Danny Elfman were here right now to play for us. Like, my, my life. Maybe he'd my, play weird songs for us. The soundtrack for my life. Because he was in Oingo Boingo before he was just solo Danny Elfman. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know lots. I'm very smart. You should have a podcast. About Oingo Boingo? Sure. My Oingo Boingo Boingast. Oingo Boingast. Boingo. No. Boo. All right. Well, you can look for my Kickstarter for the Oingo Boingo podcast uh, coming this fall. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Beetlejuice? Like, there's not a lot to discuss. It's just like a really fun, awesome comedy with amazing design sense and performances. And it's just like... I wish they still made movies like this. Do you want to announce our next movie? In a moment. Oh, I was going to tell you that they've been trying to make a sequel to this movie for a long time. Like, there was actually, like, a... There have been several scripts, including one that was called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian that was going to come out. That never oh, happened. Geez. And they're apparently still planning to make this uh, this sequel eventually. I mean, I, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of like, Billy, I don't know that uh, this needs to happen, but... I feel like when movies have too much time mm-hmm. and so Beetlejuice has its own life force like its own cult around yeah. it and then people's expectations are too high and mm-hmm. whatever they get is a letdown sure but also I'm just kind of like it's just because like there's a market for a sequel to Beetlejuice I don't know that it needs one though like is there anything else that we needed to say that wasn't said in Beetlejuice you know what I mean like would another adventure with these characters be fun sure but the time for that probably was 1989 and not 2019 sorry this may be a dumb question but did the cartoon come out after the show the movie oh yeah yeah. the yeah. cartoon was in the like early kind of, 90s okay I wasn't sure I think it was like 90 or 91 I could look it up the animated series was 91 actually it ran from 89 to 91 so it was two seasons after the it had four seasons 
this cartoon. I used to watch it all the time. I've probably seen the whole thing several times. It's so good. And it's got the music. And he's the host of the most, babe. The ghost of the most, excuse me. Stephen Uimet was the voice of Beetlejuice. Oh, I think I actually know who this guy is. He was in X-Men, apparently. The, the cartoon. cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. Who was he in X-Men? Do, 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 do. Oh, he was Angel. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like that cartoon, too. I didn't like that one. It was boring. The X-Men cartoon? Yeah. Oh, you're breaking my heart, dog. <laughs> I loved that cartoon. Don't call me dog. The theme song? Here's a confession. I own the entire series on DVD because I bought a bootleg of it at a comic book convention in New York City in, like, 2005 really before you could buy that cartoon like you couldn't get it they weren't putting everything out on dvd yet because then there was about five years before dvds went away where they were putting everything out but i went to this convention and this guy was selling bootlegs and he had the entire series in this box set for like 50 bucks and i bought it really yep is it good oh i, I think like it's a great. good quality i mean um no they, they're clearly like they were ripped off of like fox box or something so they they're like standard def they're probably youtube quality Oh. So they're not great. But at the time, it was all I had. I had, I, I as a kid, I had a couple of VHS tapes of episodes, but that was it. Oh. But yeah, so, but it's a, it was a good cartoon. The Spider-Man cartoon from that era was good, too. That was the era that I most enjoyed superheroes. Beetlejuice is kind of a superhero. He, did, he has some powers, I yeah. guess. Beetlejuice, he's got all kinds of powers. <laughs> Sandworms. You hate him, right? Oh, oh, I just remember my other favorite part of the movie. When all of a sudden his head starts spinning around like crazy, then he grabs it and goes, Oh, don't you hate when that happens? So great. So yeah, this was just a fun little Halloween bonus episode. Um, not as much of a discussion as usual. There was no... Oh, also, there was nothing of like us and me explaining why the movie was bad. Because it wasn't. It was great. It was you know, good. I really I'm liked so glad it. You watched it. So yeah, uh, now, down to brass tacks. Do we have any of those? <laughs> uh, this is only five days since our previous last episode. It will not. It'll be longer than five days before our next episode. We're still shooting for a monthly schedule. We are committing to have at least one episode every month. At the the last if, Friday of the month. Yeah. If we have time to throw in a bonus episode, we will. But we will commit to having one episode for sure per month. And if we have time, we'll try and get another movie in mm-hmm. whenever we can. And. We are having a date night soon, going out to a movie that we you are? picked. Did I? You said you wanted to do it next time for the podcast. What did I say? It's on the calendar. Oh, that's right. Perfect blue. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, because in the last episode, we announced Mandy was our next movie. Did we? Yeah. So I think we're still going to have Mandy be our next, like our November release. But if we do get to go out and see Perfect Blue in the theater... We'll also do a bonus episode for that. So we might, there may be two episodes in November, but there will for sure be one. So you're guaranteed to get Mandy. And we might, if we can, do uh, Perfect Blue. I'm glad you remembered that and wrote it on the calendar because I'd already forgotten. You wrote it on the calendar. Okay. You were. You're not giving yourself enough credit. I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. My brain's always, it's just always fucking going and just won't shut up. Like, the fuck, what the fuck is that? You're thinking. <laughs> you're thinking, Ricky. Okay, well, uh, do you have anything else for the people? No. No. All right, well, then in that case, until next time. Uh, that's not how I start this, is it? <laughs> I don't say until next time. That's all the time we have. I guess until you next time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. 
Y'all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. Yeah, it's weird that I forgot how to do that. You did it fine. You did how this woman ever decide to wed this man? <laughs>